Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, after repeated calls to set up an inquiry into the government's response to Covid, it eventually appointed a judge called Baroness Heather Hallett to lead one. So why is the government now taking that inquiry to court? That's after a short break. Amid such tragedy, the state has an obligation to examine its actions as rigorously and as candidly as possible and to learn every lesson for the future, which is why I've always said that when the time is right, there should be a full and independent inquiry. The UK COVID inquiry is investigating how the government handled the pandemic placing its decisions during those years under the microscope. We are fully committed to learning the lessons at every stage of this crisis. But before it's heard any evidence, the Covid inquiry is facing a challenge over what the government is willing to reveal. They set up the inquiry to get to the truth, then blocked that inquiry from getting the information that it asked for, and now they're taking it to court. So what is going on with the COVID inquiry and how did we get here? It's been more than two years since Boris Johnson announced a public inquiry. And this week it will hold its first public evidence sessions with former Prime Minister David Cameron and Chancellor Jeremy Hunt among the witnesses. And although this process was launched and is funded by the government, the inquiry has an independent chair. Those who have suffered the most want to know if anything could have been done to prevent or reduce their suffering. And that is why this inquiry has been established. Baroness Heather Hallett is a former Court of Appeal judge and has dealt with several complex public investigations. As Covid inquiry chair, she is in charge of making procedural decisions, hearing evidence and making findings and recommendations for the government's handling of future pandemics. In theory, She also has the legal power to request unredacted evidence from the government to aid her investigation. But that is where things get tricky. In April, the COVID inquiry requested from the government all of Boris Johnson's unredacted WhatsApps and diaries over a two-year period at the height of the pandemic. In May, the Cabinet Office responded, arguing that much of that material would be unambiguously irrelevant, some of it potentially personal and private. After the government's initial complaints, Baroness Hallett pushed back the deadline she set for the material to be provided. Again, it refused. And it looked like Baroness Hallett might have to take legal action to get the government to release it. But then Boris Johnson threw a spanner in the works. 
Mr Johnson here has said, look, it's not me that's holding things up, it's the government with this uh, dramatic statement in the last few minutes. He says that all his material, WhatsApps, notebooks, requested by the inquiry have been handed to the Cabinet Office in full. The government doubled down. In an unprecedented move, the government launched a judicial review against its own inquiry, arguing it, and not the inquiry and its chair, Baroness Hallett, should decide what material is unambiguously, as it put it, irrelevant. Baroness Hallett has remained steadfast in her view that it is up to her to decide what material is relevant or potentially relevant. Here she is speaking to the lawyer representing the Cabinet Office. Even though Mr Johnson himself says he would reveal them to the inquiry without redaction, the Cabinet Office is going to apply redactions to somebody else's material. Have I got that right? Well, the, 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 the position is that the Cabinet Office is working out its position uh, and it will keep the inquiry informed. It is the first time that the government has taken legal action of this kind and its position is pretty feeble. As Dr Catherine Haddon, Programme Director at the Institute for Government, told Channel 4 News... I think it's actually quite a simple thing that the public inquiry has these powers, so even if the government are taking it to judicial review, they're likely to lose that. So, what's the point of the court case? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's concern in government that handing over everything the inquiry asks for might mean ministers feel less able to have difficult discussions if they think those conversations might be published later. It all comes down to what precedent turning over the messages of civil servants and up to 40 ministers would set for future administrations, with the government's legal team also citing concerns over privacy. But this is also a story about a government run via WhatsApp, a platform where the personal and the professional often mix. Only recently, the former health secretary, Matt Hancock, handed over a whole load of his personal WhatsApps to a journalist. So you can see why the government might want to avoid more embarrassing revelations. Ultimately, though, evidence relating to some of the most controversial parts of the government's handling of COVID, such as vaccine procurement and care home policies, won't take place until after the next election. And the inquiry's full report won't be released until at least 2026. Any legal wranglings could delay things even further. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by Patricia Clark and mixed by Matt Russell. Tortoise.